to make a rich, smooth cold brew. Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite, because Tim Hortons tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share the latest information and leading-edge thoughts to support the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring, don't panic, but it's crazy out there. The concept that our thoughts and beliefs shape our experience is not new. With the increasing instability of the worldwide situation, it might be a good time to examine what our thoughts and beliefs are actually creating. For that matter, we may first need to look at who or what is creating our thoughts and beliefs in the first place. Most of us feel powerless and overwhelmed in the face of increasing environmental and cultural crises. What if the solution is simply one of reclaiming our personal perceptions and with them the ability to create a better way of being in the world? How does one do that? With us this hour to unravel the mystery is Suzanne Etter, the author of 10 Ways to Find Peace Rather Than Panic When the World Has Gone a Little Bit Crazy. Suzanne is an award-winning writer, healer, transformational teacher, and guide, helping people create lives they love through the alchemy of self-love. She's a graduate of the Barbara Brendan School of Healing's four-year program in energy healing. Suzanne was featured speaker at the 2015 TEDx Wilmington Conference, and her popular talk is available on YouTube. She also writes a monthly column for Living Well magazine on topics related to personal transformation. Her website, SuzanneEtter.com. Suzanne, thanks for joining us on Mission Evolution. Thanks, Wilda, for having me. You know, people have been talking about doom and gloom for generations. Is the current perceived environmental and cultural crisis real and cause for a concern? Oh, that's a really great question. Um, I guess it depends on what you define as real. It's certainly real in our experience, isn't it? And yeah. yet, mm-hmm. I, I think what what is often uh, misunderstood, perhaps, is that how we shift what's real isn't by focusing on the drama of it. It is by focusing on what we want it to be. And that's problematic when we're living in a world of hype hysteria and false news, isn't it? It, it truly is. This takes a real... A, a real enhanced, I'll use the word enhanced commitment on our part, I'm singing our, those of us who, who really do deeply want to create, uh, not only in our lives, but in our world, uh, peace and harmony and fulfillment and joy and all those things that can seem so out of reach. It takes a deeper commitment on our part to recognize our own innate power. And most of us feel pretty powerless, you know, powerless. How did we get to this state? 
Well, I think it first has to come through um, an understanding. You know, if, if you don't believe that perhaps you are or we are each an extension of, of source, of infinite intelligence, of whatever you, term you might want to use, if you don't believe that, then you almost can't get there from here. It's, in my understanding, it's because we have believed ourselves to be separate from that infinite intelligence, that source, that divine, that divine God, whatever you might want to call it. It's in our belief in separateness that we have created experiences of vulnerability, of not being safe. So it sounds like you're talking about together we stand, divided we fall. Hmm. Well, you know, yes and no. I, I really firmly believe that we do each create our own personal reality and that um, it's possible for any one of us to, to master our vibration in such a way that we could create a personal reality of safety and fulfillment, even though many around us are not experiencing that. So how however, does one... Yeah, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Well, however, you know, we're all... But we're human and... We are innately connected, and we want all of us to be happy. We don't want just to be happy by ourselves in the world. So, so from that perspective, um, we want to co-create with each other this this greater, you know, might think of a greater world, heaven on earth. But are we? There's there's two things we're looking at here. One is the individual creating their personal reality, and two is co-creating a larger reality. How do they differ, and how do they work together? I like to think of everything in terms of vibration because that's my background and training as an energy healer. So when we understand vibration and we understand that our own, uh, our intentions, our thoughts, our feelings, um, they're either in harmony with the highest and best of who we are or they're not, and there's a whole continuum along the way. And as we begin to master our ability to bring into harmony our thoughts, our feelings, our intentions with those of uh, our magnificent inner self, then we create a vibrational, a personal vibrational atmosphere that, um, that vibrates at a level that lower vibrations cannot affect. It's like the analogy of the radio waves occupying the same airspace. If I'm tuned to channel 93.7, then other, other frequencies aren't, affecting me, so to speak. So there's the, that's how we can create a personal reality that's, um, that's different than a group, you know, the, the general group reality that we're observing. Now, having said that, as we do that, because there's a, there's a, um, a property of energy called entrainment, and that means that the more powerful vibration can entrain, can influence other vibrations up to it. It can also work in the other direction. But the reason I'm mentioning that is, is that each one of us begins to master, to strengthen, to stabilize our own personal vibration at a really peaceful, harmonious, respectful, loving place. Our very presence in the world, our very consciousness will have an effect on group consciousness. It will entrain other energies up to, to match it. So it's kind of like, I've, I've seen this before, you have a violin sitting in the corner and you hit, C, say for instance, C and the violin's tuned to C, you hit that on the piano and you get the sympathetic vibration. Um, is that what you're talking about? It is. It is. It's that, it's that resonance as well as this idea of intensity, of power. So the more powerful each one of us becomes individually, uh, the more effect we have on what I often call the matrix or the grid of human consciousness in totality. But if that violin isn't tuned to C, you can pound on that piano till your fingers break and you're not going to get a sound out of it. Well, this is where I think some of the analogies can break down, right? There's no <laughs> analogy that, that's perfect, right? <laughs> you know, thankfully, I think in the, in the realm that we're talking of, really, this realm of, of uh, these non-physical energies, these subtle energies, um, that entrainment actually can take place. It's a bit of a continuum rather than higher or lower, isn't it? More like a, a wider bandwidth to have influence. I'm I, I I'm not sure to be honest with you. In my how I feel it, how I sense it, is more around uh, strength and stability. 
Okay. So the yeah. stronger and more, the more consistently, maybe that's the word I'm reaching for, the more consistently I can maintain a really clear, coherent vibration, the more influence my vibration has on others. Okay. It's more um, entrained with nature then, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So is nature because we all arise, you know, we're all one. You know, we're all we all arise from the same source. This this reality that we're living in on this planet is designed with coherence. It's designed with harmonic energy. So, as we tune to the harmony of our own inner being, our own you know divine essence, we naturally attune to the vibrations of the environment that we're in, the natural environment that we're in. We've gotten a long ways from that, it would look like out there. Uh, what, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the big question, right? Yeah. I always wonder. And well, what, From my perspective, what happened is we forgot who we were. We, we forgot. We lost sight of our, our innate spiritual nature or nature of uh, divine, of spirit, of source. We forgot that. We became so entranced with our physical manifested world that we forgot how it's being created which is through consciousness so in the forgetting of that it appears as if we're all separate you know literally separate and therefore vulnerable to outside forces and in that fear because our you know because our fears and our beliefs and our thoughts create reality we've created a very fearful looking reality who who has their hands on the controls at this point yeah, we all do. But we don't know it. It but we feels don't like know it, right? there's a fair yeah. amount of manipulation going on out there, right? Well, again, it's it, that's how it, that's because we believe that we're manipulatable, right? We we've, <laughs> we've bought into so many of us have bought into this uh self-identity as um as vulnerable, as really vulnerable, which we couldn't really buy into fully if we understood who we are, if we understood that we are literally extensions of source energy connected to all that is, and that we have a great influence in our experience because of that. And yet we're separate from it because of our own beliefs. Is that is that what you're saying? It's a combination of you know, perception, right? They're all they're also related. So because of our perceptions, our misperception of who we are, we one way to look at it is that we have used our physical senses um, so much to define the reality that we're in that we have forgotten that there's a larger reality so when we're looking through we're our gonna physical- have to we're gonna have to pick up on the nature of reality on the other side of a, a short break here it is time for a pause Suzanne and I will be back after this commercial break you're listening to the mission evolution radio show coming to you on the Exxon broadcast network www.xzbn It's hard to listen to the news without realizing We're living in volatile, unprecedented times, yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, 
psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Mission Evolution Radio, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. Remember, past episodes are available on our website, missionevolution.org. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka, and our guest is ours, Suzanne Edder. Her website, suzanneedder.com. Suzanne, we were just getting into the nature of reality, and what's the mechanism behind creating reality with our thoughts and beliefs? How does that work? Ah, the mechanism. Well, it's, uh, I'm not a scientist, as you know. Um, I am a trained energy healer, but I don't, have all the, I don't have the mechanics defined in a scientific way. I just understand that everything is vibration, and vibration, energy has certain properties. So our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, our intentions, they have an energetic reality to them. And because of these properties of energy that we were talking about earlier, like resonance and, um, and entrainment and what's referred to as the law of attraction, because everything vibrates, then it can coalesce, you know, like vibrations, uh, you know, combined together. And when the, a certain critical mass is reached, when a certain intensity, a momentum is reached, then that's when it can uh, kind of hit the tipping point and become perceivable through our physical senses as a physical experience. Are there any studies being done on this where we can pull the science in? Do you know, I have recently read, uh, what is it? Well, the author's name is Dawson Church, and I think his book is called Mind to Matter. Yes, yes, we've had him on the show. Brilliant. Yes, and also, of course, Dr. Joe Dispenza. There are some just wonderful, uh, you know, Bruce Lipton, who I know you've also had on the show before. Mm -hmm. So there are so many... Um, really talented uh, pioneering scientists who are, you know, mapping this out. They're really starting to, to get the link between thoughts and things. It's it's uh, uh, leading edge and very much needed right now. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Although here's what I will also say: each one of us, uh, you know, science as it's as it's currently oriented, which is uh, me- measuring things through what we can perceive, either through our senses or through instrumentation. It's still an, generally an outward focus, and consciousness is an inner experience. And each one of us has the ability to, uh, to explore our own inner world. We don't, need, we don't need science to validate this for us. However, it's incredibly helpful when it does. But what I'm saying is rather than waiting for you know, science to fully embrace this, we can delve into it on our own. Yeah, mystics have been looking at it, you know that for for eons, right? Yeah. So yes. so let's let's clarify what exactly is our inner world or landscape. Let's see. It is it is a non-physical aspect of our of our being. So that is our 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 very essence, the this uh, completely intangible, undefinable 
uh, essence of spirit that an- literally animates our bodies and our, our being. It is our intentions, our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs. It's, that, it's, it's, the, it's the vibratory essence of who we are. Okay, so do our chakras and auric fields and all that fun stuff play in there? They do. Absolutely they do. Um, because our thoughts and our, our emotions, all those things that I just mentioned, have an energetic reality to them, which, um, as you know, many people are actually able to perceive through um, high sense perception. So, yes, we all have a, an energy field, but, you know, an individual energy field, and that has chakras and all kinds of really you know, wonderful um, elements that, um, that are translating things from the non-physical to the physical. So when you're talking about the inner reality, um, you're talking about inner and outer, but on the non-physical level, is that correct? Yes, I think that's a good way to say it. So it's the non-physical aspect of our human experience, which of course constantly permeates and expresses through the physical as well. Okay. Um, You brought us up something I'd like to go into a little bit. What's the law of attraction? So the law of attraction is, it's a, I'll use the word force for lack of a better one. It's a force that responds to energetic properties, like these properties that we said of resonance and entrainment. And so the law of attraction, um, it's just, it's a, it's a powerful force that it's the force that, that creates the momentum, the, the intensity that I was referring to earlier. So let's say I have a thought, I have a thought that I am unworthy. And if I continue to think that thought, so my attention is, my focus, my attention is what activates, uh, in a sense, the law of attraction. So as I focus on it, as I hold it, as I believe it, now because I'm focusing on it, it's vibrating more strongly. And the stronger it vibrates, the more thoughts that are similar to it come to me the more experiences that are similar to it come to me. So that's, that's the law of attraction in action. It's really the, it's the means through which or the force through which um, these energetic properties then become intensified and, or energetic um, frequencies become intensified and then ultimately then precipitate into physical perception. So the, uh, it's the way we're translating data. In other words, if I think I'm unworthy, the only evidence I'm going to see is that of my unworthiness? Correct. Correct. So that creates the reality, regardless of what's really going on around us. That creates your reality, yes. Yes, you won't even, just like, again, back to the radio station, if you're tuned to the unworthy channel, that's all you're going to get. Even though there are other vibrations, you know, all around, other wonderful experiences to have, um, whatever we're tuned to is what we experience. That gives media a whole new meaning, doesn't it? doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of frightening that. Um, So if we are creating our our personal reality by what we're choosing to believe, and yet we've been conditioned into our beliefs for generations, how do we start getting control of that puppy? Well, first by understanding that that that's been, that's what's happened, right? We, we have been conditioned. And once we begin to understand these dynamics of how our, our thoughts, our, the vibration of our thoughts is actually in effect creating or at least, in, you know, uh, directing or, you know, or attracting what shows up in our reality, then, then we have a responsibility, I believe, to, to shift them, right, to really find a way to say, okay, I, I believe this to be true and therefore it has become true for me, but this is just one of many truths that I could experience if I'm willing to change how I think and what I believe to be true. So it's really about, I always, uh, I use the term, the, the phrase, the four portals of transformation, and they are intention, awareness, willingness, and practice. And so we first want to have an intention, right? I can now understand, I have an understanding here that, oh my gosh, I have been conditioned to believe things about myself and about life that simply are beliefs that we've made true. I want to create a different experience now. That's my intention. I'm, I'm making a clear statement of intention, and the heart of intention is desire. I desire a different experience. And now we call on our awareness. to be, We want to become more aware of when those beliefs are showing up in our, in our now moment, 
you know, what, what kind of similar thoughts am I holding right now as I go through this day that are arising from that belief that I want to change? So it's increasing our self-awareness and it's becoming willing as we, be, you know, in, the, in those moments of awareness, becoming willing to practice a different focus, a different thought, a different yeah, different focus, really. And that's, you know, that's a very high level, of course, but it really is that. It's intention, awareness, willingness, and practice. And as we practice a different way of thinking, a different way of, of um, interpreting, then we start to build momentum in that direction. We start to, to strengthen and stabilize those vibrations, and then we start to experience more and more of that. You know, the what I've experienced, when you set a strong intention, the next step is everything that stands between you and it is all of a sudden up in your face to uh, to be cleared. And sometimes that can feel like you're being bombarded and you get overwhelmed. How do you work with that? Well, just, you know, again, Gwilda, I think I, information, education, knowledge is so valuable here, don't you think? Because if I know that, if I understand, this is how it works. My clear intention is like shining a light on everything that isn't it. <laughs> so I'm going to see it more clearly. And if I know that going in, then I, don't, I won't, I won't re- react as strongly as, as if I didn't know that going in, right? So I think just knowing that's like, okay, that's all that's happening here. All that's happening here is that the contrast between what I'm now clear that I want and what I've been thinking all along, that contrast has become more evident to me. So it's just a matter of, um, I don't mean to simplify, make this sound like it's all that easy because we know that it's, it takes practice. But I think the less dramatic we make it, the easier we make it for ourselves. So it's just understanding, okay, this is how the change process works. As soon as I set an intention, I'm going to become even more aware of all the things that are counter to it. And my job is to not buy into any of those things. One of my personal mantras is if it's showing up, it's moving up. So as long as I don't buy into those other those related thoughts or experiences and make them mean something, then I'm, I'm creating, uh, I'm withdrawing my focus from them, so I'm slowing down their momentum. And again, I'm practicing focusing in a new direction. It seems like that's fairly destabilizing, though, because we are stable in our dysfunction. And so now you're going into destabilization for a while so you can get the constituent parts so you can rearrange them. Do you have um, other professionals you refer people out to if they start having trouble with that? Um, I do, sure. If, if, so, if I believe someone needs to be supported through a more conventional form such as therapy or any other kind of modality, I would certainly do that. Um, and I have so done do- that. Yeah, it takes a nice referral base, doesn't it, as we're doing these things? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, we're about time for, for another quick pause, but I really look forward to uh, looking at destabilization and restructuring ourselves on the other side, on the other side of this break. Suzanne and I will return to our discussion, so you stay right there. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. 
It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, www.missionevolution.org. We're bringing the latest tools and information to support the path to enlightenment. I'm your host, Wilda Wiecka. Our guest is our Suzanne Edder. Her website, suzanneedder.com. Suzanne, we were just about to talk about how destabilizing, and I don't mean that in a bad way, that it can be in order to, you know, break up the matrix that we've become that's, uh, you know, disempowering us in order to co-create a more empowered reality. Can you explain what that looks like, uh, how that happens, and how we can weather it? Well, one thing I, I'd like to like, that I like to start with with my clients and also with myself around that is just softening. Even I, I like the way you said destabilizing, but not in a bad way. It's really understanding that the destabilizing, the destabilization, is essential. Right? It's it's not a bad thing at all. It's a it's an opportunity to create something totally new. You know, a lot of people are very comfort, uncomfortable being in the unknown when that's where we are. That's why it feels destabilizing that, okay, I've known this, I've known this world, I've known this life experience that I've had. I haven't yet created a new one. So right now, as I'm in this transition, I'm really in the unknown. And it's in learning how to love ourselves through the unknown that we create stability. So it's in being so kind to ourselves, you know, so compassionate with ourselves. Just, you know, yeah, look, I'm learning something totally new here. I'm just giving it more time, more space. I'm going to spend a little more time in meditation. I'm going to really, you know, uh, look for ways to be kind to myself. So, you know, the process of moving through a destabilizing phase can itself be um, you know, it is itself part of the transformation. We can choose to do it lovingly. I, I love that kindness and compassion for yourself. It's so key, isn't it? Because it seems like a lot of the lockdown that we're suffering from is because we're afraid to look at the places we've been unkind and judged against ourselves. So isn't this a process of, of learning the lie and letting it go? Yes, learning to see, exactly, learning to see our self-judgments as, exactly, as the lie, as the untruth. Understand that, oh my gosh, this thing that I've been torturing myself with, that I thought was so wrong with me, this was, the, the judgment itself was what was, in a sense, wrong, you know? So, it, yes, it's learning to see the truth of, oh my gosh, what I've been believing to be true about myself is not true. And being willing to, I call it, reach for the deeper truth. Reach for a deeper truth. Reach for the more loving truth. And that's what we're talking about here is kind of unhooking from one grid and creating a new one to plug into. And, yeah, there is a, there is a transitional period around all that. It and seems again, like these... I, Go ahead. Again, I think in that transition, I mean, this is true always, but particularly when we are uh, when we are unhooking from something that's familiar, you know, not healthy, but familiar, when we're unhooking from the familiar and moving into the unknown, we need to exercise the utmost care and, and compassion and kindness. Because if we don't, then we just launch ourselves back into the old way of, of self-judgment, which is what got us stuck to begin with. Right, just new judgments and a bigger mess. Exactly. Exactly. Right. exactly. It's, such, yeah. it's such an alchemical time when everything's up in, up in the air for grabs. So being very mindful of exactly what you're doing and thinking at all times is really important, isn't it? It really is. It really is. And I think what can make that uh, challenging is, again, because of our tendency to self-judge, we think, oh, I have to monitor every thought. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh, that was a, that was a bad thought. Uh, and we turn that into an exercise of self-judgment. So it's, it's being mindful and kind. You know, you know, I say mindful and kindful. It's like, okay, wow, I just, that thought just came in so quickly. 
and that was not close to a loving thought. Let me just pause here and redirect. So it, it's so essential that we be mindful, but in a really, uh, again, a very kind way. With this clear intention, I'm going to be practicing a new way of seeing myself and a new way of relating to myself. Haven't we created the old matrix around our avoidance, our damage, our patterns, our triggers? How can we uncover those things so that we can see the anatomy of what we're trying to dismantle? Boy, that's, this is, there's a real art to this. There's such an art to this. Um, because as we recognize that, that old matrix of stuff that isn't true but that we believed to be true, if we spend a lot of time trying to figure out how did that originate and how long have I been carrying this and how do I just, we're literally, now we're back vibrating with it. We're focusing on it and we're vibrating with it. So there's a real, real art here um, that, that involves recognizing the damaging uh, false beliefs that we've held about ourselves but not spending so much time trying to understand them and figure them out and dismantle them that we actually feed them. So it's yeah, you don't go through you don't go through the garbage can before you take it out. Right, yeah. right. You just rec- but oh, there's yeah, a fine is- line between that and denial, isn't there? I mean, that's there, what's it, there so, can so delicate. Be. Mm-hmm. There can be. That, it, that's exactly right. That's why there are people like you and I who can help people. You know, kind of uh, fine tune their level of discernment because this is this is such an, an uh, a journey of self awareness. Isn't it? I mean, you're becoming more and more finely attuned to the nuances of our of our thought processes, the nuances of our feelings, and learning to recognize, oh, these are life-affirming, self-affirming. These are not. Um, without going into what I call the paste-over, I think it's what you're, you're in that land with the word denial, you know, um, one of the challenges of this kind of a journey is that once we start uh, recognizing you know, thoughts that are fearful or potentially harmful to ourselves, we go, oh, there's one, and we just immediately paste it over with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, but it's, that doesn't work. You know, that's, that's just, as we all have probably experienced, we just kind of, that's how why affirmation has got such a bad name early on. People were pasting over um, unhealthy thoughts with healthy ones, but they weren't actually shifting the unhealthy mm-hmm. ones. They weren't actually finding a new genuine perspective. One one of the things that I work with is um, when one of those thoughts come up, I go, aha, <laughs> there you are. You there you that. are. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you for showing yourself to me. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Rather than going into the, oh, I'm so bad. I'm not getting this right. You know, exactly. It's, it's yes. so easy to go there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. That's a great act of self-love right there. You know, just to, <laughs> to, to take your power in that moment. Right. And say, yeah, I see you. Uh-huh. I'm not buying yeah. into you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not buying this no more. <laughs> so that's right. Do we have the opportunity to evolve as individuals at this particular time more than in times past? You know, I have a, you know, I think the larger, uh, larger truth is, well, especially if you believe that linear time is a bit of a construct, um, it's not not the ultimate reality. I, you know, but I think the time is now. For I do think in our experience of our histories, um, we're living through a time right now that uh, is highly accelerated right because there's just been a lot of momentum in all directions so there's a there's a there's an enhanced acceleration of of energy in both ways that are wanted and unwanted so we're being called to be really really masterful in in our ability to center ourselves and stabilize ourselves and and increase the momentum in the waves that we want so in that respect because everything's moving so much more quickly than perhaps we've ever experienced it it's a it's a perfect time to consciously evolve because we, yeah, really, we have momentum on our side. And that really helps with the destabilization process. Everything's shaking apart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's a good thing. I mean, this is what I, um, what I try to help people understand. You just, it, the same thing is true in personal transformation versus, you know, collective transformation is these things have to, they have to move. Like, they have to be shaken up. They have to be destabilized in order for us to um, stabilize at a different place. Well, it seems like over the years that we've learned to, we've come to, uh, only value building and tearing down the crone activity is absolutely shunned um, to the point that we have a bunch of unstable, um, obsolete structures that we're trying to live through. How can we start to really value 
our ability to destroy and use it in a creative way? Hmm. Well, I, I, um, how, how do I want to respond to that one? That's a, that's a really great question. For me, the word destroy still carries with it um, a pushing against. That may not be the way you're meaning it. But f- so for me, it's, I would ask the question, how do we harness our power to create by pulling it away from what isn't working and investing it in what is? And the pulling away is what looks like it's being destroyed. Exactly. But that it, is the destruction, right? Yeah. So it's, it's the withdrawal of energy from something. And that's, and of course, that's immensely valuable, right? We we need to be able to refocus our our energy in ways that are uplifting. So, that's that's my uh, language around this destroying. It's it's a it's a claiming of personal power. So it's very powerful, right? It's a, I'm, so right now I've been focusing in a way in in an institution or in a direction or whatever it might be, a self talk that is so harmful to me, and so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna consciously choose to pull my, to, to harness that. I'm going to bring it in. I'm going to gather my power to me. That's one of my mantras. In love and through love, I gather my power to me, and then I refocus it elsewhere. So in that gathering to me, of course, uh, the thing that I'm removing energy from is being dissolved or dismantled. Right, right. And that, that is the key to creation, isn't it? Is first, we have to start that uh, dissolution process because everything's tied up until we do. I think they happen together. I think the intention, you know, we can start, we can start as we start investing our focus and, and attention on what we're creating, we're at the same time withdrawing it from that which we no longer want to support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, redirection. Very, very, very powerful thoughts there. So, well, we are going to have to take another break. Um, Suzanne and I will be back shortly, so don't you dare go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network www.xzbn.net we'll talk more about evolution and devolution on the other side so don't you dare go away You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi, and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Path Home Shamanic Art School has just launched a new online series of classes, Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow. In these classes, composed and taught by Path Home founder and director Gwilda Wiecka, you'll learn practical shamanic skills to support your daily life, such as how to build a medicine wheel to access the power of the earth, perform a shamanic journey, create sacred space in which to live and work, empower your life with totem animals, elementals, and fairy folk, and learn the art of accurately reading signs and omens. These tried and true skills are the key to living a powerful, productive life. Visit us at findyourpathhome.com to see the ever-growing collection of classes and leading-edge information to support you during these times of uncertainty and transition. All can be found at findyourpathhome.com. 
They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, www.missionevolution.org, bringing the latest developments in an evolving world. I'm your host, Gwilda I always love suggestions from my listeners. Email me at info at missionevolution.org to propose a topic or a guess that's on your mind. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. Our guest is our Suzanne Etter. Her website is suzanneetter.com. Suzanne, I'd like to talk a little bit about the alchemy of self-love. What is that? Well, it's a phrase that I began using um, to really to convey what I'm calling the powerful magic of self-love. And I'm defining self-love as, as recognizing, as honoring, and expressing the truth of who we are. Um, you know, how we view ourselves, what we believe to be true about ourselves and our inherent worth and power is the single biggest determinant of whether we live genuinely fulfilling lives. So, you know, as we've been talking, because we live in this vibrational universe, you know, the kinder and more respectful I am to myself, the kinder and more respectful the world is to me, because our outer world mirrors our inner one. So um, I use the word alchemy because uh, I love its magical connotations and because it really refers to changing the essence of something rather than just uh, the form of it. It's transmuting. Um, so we're changing our state of being through this alchemy of self-love. And that, what I mean by that is that when we bring our intentions, our thoughts, and our feelings into harmony with the essence of who we are, we change our vibrational state of being into one that really can attract the ideas, the inspiration, the opportunities to reflect that state of being in the outer world. So once again, it's a, a process of if you're going to express through who you are, you have to figure out who you are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, self-love, yeah. I, I look at self-love really as self-awareness because when we recognize the truth of who we are, that's a whole different ballgame from what we believed ourselves to be, right? Exactly. So true self-love, yeah. yeah, it starts with awareness, recognizing that truth of who we are, and then, of course, choosing to honor it and express it. And um, that's where some of those fears can come in. Like I might have a moment in meditation where I really have this deep known, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm magnificent. I'm an expression of the divine and have this incredible mystical moment. And then we go into our day-to-day lives and those you know, limiting beliefs show, show up and they kind of you know, hamper our ability to express that deeper knowing. So it's, it's definitely a, it's a journey. As we've been talking this whole time, it's a journey. But I think when I, the reason I like to say the alchemy of self-love is to emphasize um, fundamentally that love is who we are and that loving ourselves forward is the only sane and fulfilling way to create the kind of life that we want. What are some of the greatest misconceptions people have about self-love? First, believing that it's selfish, I think, is one of the biggest ones, when really the opposite is true. Um, I think a lot of people, and I'll, I'll say women in, in particular, because of the conditioning of our culture, have uh, been conditioned to, to put others first as if others were more important than they are. And so when I talk to them about self-love, they, all they do is they make a switch in their mind and they say, oh, I guess that means I need to make myself more important. But deep down, we all know nobody is more important. So that doesn't feel good either. So when I'm, when I'm helping people cultivate self-love, I ask them to think in terms of putting themselves in the center of their own lives and allowing their relationships with others to radiate out from that center. 
and each person is in the center of their own lives. So it's this web of connection that we can create, but we need to take, take responsibility for loving ourselves and keeping ourselves centered in the center of our lives. That's interesting because that's standing in the center of your circle is basic to just about every tradition out there in one form yeah. or another. You know? yeah. And also so is the concept of love. I mean, all the great religions and teachings speak of love. But isn't love simply a frequency? It, it certainly is that. I don't, I don't know if it's simply that. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, my sense of love is that it's beyond even what we could possibly, uh, you know, put a word to. But it's, it is most certainly, in our experience, uh, a vibration, right? It, there's an essential vibration that, um, and, and harmonies of them that is love. Right, because we get, we get lost in, you know, trying to earn love, trying to get loved, and it's an attunement process, isn't it? It, it truly is. It truly is. We don't need to earn or get anything. We don't need to prove ourselves at all and never did. And those were some of the many false beliefs that we, we all bought into. Yes, it, it is absolutely an attunement. Again, I say attuning to the truth of who we are. I don't know if you ever uh, have heard of or read Anita Morjani's book. She wrote um, Dying to Be Me. I interviewed oh, that was her several yeah, near-death experience, wasn't it? Yes, and yes. Mm-hmm. the reason I'm bringing her up now is because in her near-death experience, she became aware of who she really was. And in that awareness, in that, in that attunement, her cancer could not coexist with that. It could not. It was a whole different vibration. And in, in her book, she described her, her, her experience of cancer as being her magnificence repressed and her healing as her magnificence expressed mm, so okay. yeah yeah which i thought was such a beautiful way to put it and so yeah it's about attuning ourselves with who we really are what are the uh what understanding of energy and power is necessary to create a new reality that's a that's a really good question we people don't need to have a detailed understanding of it but i think there's a general just the general understanding that what we think is physical, what we define or call or label physical, is actually energy vibrating. It's atoms and you know vibrate. Everything's in vi- everything's vibrating. Nothing is actually solid, although it, it appears that way to our senses. So and when we understand that everything is vibrating, everything is energy, and we further understand that our thoughts and feelings have an energetic reality to them and are interacting with this physical world through vibration, that that's a pretty good basis. And then we use our, our, um, our emotions as part of our guidance system. So when I'm feeling really badly, that's, that's my cue that there's some way that I'm thinking right now or perceiving or some perspective I'm holding that is not aligned with the deeper truth of who I am. Yeah, you speak so a lot about inner guidance system. Uh, where does this inner guidance come from? Well, it comes from that, that inner realm we talked about earlier. It's the, non, the non-physical aspect of who we are this inner being my color inner being a large self this inner being is is in constant well it's part of us it's expressing through us as us and yet there's a part of it that has remained non-physical and so that being speaks to us through through intuition through impulses uh through a you know a deep felt sense of yes or no it speaks to us through our emotions and so again our emotions are um a key element of our guidance system, as are our longings. I mean, for me, that's the most fundamental way that our our inner being speaks to us is through our longings. Well, you know, we, we have a long, yeah. We have a lot of static going on in our um, emotional realm with all the triggers and things and and judgments and what we've been talking about for an hour. How do we distinguish our true? You know, when we're starting out on this path, how do we distinguish our true inner guidance from other thoughts and things that are just in our mind that are triggers that are conditioned? That that as well as other things that we've talked about comes back down to uh, discernment. It's it's a willingness to spend a little more time being aware of how various thoughts feel. I remember when I was a student at the Barbara Brennan School, we were learning how to sense subtle energies and so forth and to trust our intuition. The teachers would often say, how do you know that you know? How do you know that you know? And that's what it is. It's it's getting clear within yourself about how your inner guidance feels as opposed to just regular thoughts. And there might be other, like for me, my inner guidance 
it comes if it's coming through like as a thought it comes through all by itself it isn't just one of a bunch of thoughts that are running through my mind it's kind of a singular thought that shows up when my mind is still and it has a feeling of peacefulness and spaciousness with it so that's an example of how i discern and so each of us has a responsibility to get curious and say how how do i know and i'm sure we've all had experiences where we have sensed something intuitively and we either acted on it and it worked out great or we didn't act on it and things didn't go so well so we can we can think about things like that and say okay i knew that was intuition how did i know how did it feel so that's part of the self-awareness journey that we've been talking about is becoming more again attuned more discerning more able to recognize the, the subtle ways in which our inner being is speaking to us. Suzanne, what possibilities do you see for our future if we're able to embrace this new way? Oh, my goodness. What the, oh, <laughs> <laughs> if, gosh, anything's possible. I, you know, I, I use the phrase heaven on earth. I, I see a, the possibility of our living, literally living in harmony with one another, valuing the the immense diversity and variety of all the life forms, you know, living joyfully, being able to express our creativity, being able to to feel fulfilled and to be abundantly supported in all of that. So it sounds utopian, um, and it's kind of sad that it sounds that way because I think it was designed to be that way, but we've, we've, you know, we've strayed so far from that design that it seems almost impossible now. But I think as we, as more and more of us kind of reclaim this, this deep inner knowing and start living more and more from that place, we, we are lights. You know, we become beacons. We, we become examples of what's possible. Well, I like, I like what you're seeing there. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it my vote. Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, Good, it, thank it, you. Yeah, it is hard to believe, but we are out of time. Suzanne, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. And thank you, Gwil. This has been so enlivening. Yeah, I've just really enjoyed it. Our guest this hour has been Suzanne Eder, author of 10 Ways to Find Peace Rather Than Panic When the World Has Gone a Little Crazy. Her website, SuzanneEder.com. Remember to join our email family to stay abreast of all the exciting new things we have coming up at MissionEvolution.org. This has been the Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as the mission continues to bring information, resources, and support to an evolving world. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? 
Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365.